Thank you for choosing Raising Foodies, the Babies podcast series launched in 2022. At Babies, we believe the weaning journey for your little ones should be fun and enjoyable to encourage them to have a positive relationship with food. We produce food for babies and our ingredients are 100% organic with no added salt, sugar or preservatives. Our range is veg-led with a variety of fantastic flavours. Available direct from our website or selected supermarkets. Hello and welcome to Raising Foodies, a podcast from babies and myself, Catherine Lipp, registered nutritionist and specialist in infant and early childhood nutrition. This podcast is here to provide you with evidence-based weaning advice and offer a helping hand to any parent who is embarking on the wonderful weaning journey. Hello and welcome to another episode of Raising Foodies with me, Catherine Lipp, registered nutritionist and company nutritionist for babies. Now in this episode, I'm going to talk you through everything you need to know about finger foods. Um, Now finger foods can be a fantastic part of weaning. They are great for allowing babies to be in charge of what goes into their mouth. Um, They're really useful as part of baby-led weaning. Um, They're a great way to encourage self-feeding and all those independent feeding skills, those motor skills that your baby needs. Um, They're also great for desensitising the mouth to lumps and getting used to practicing that biting and that chewing skills so really complex but very important feeding skills that your baby needs so whatever method of weaning you're doing and we talked about that a little bit in the the last podcast um that I did as part of this series but whichever method you are choosing finger foods can certainly come into that at some point And they can be very, very useful for all of those reasons um, that I've just listed. But, and quite rightly so, they can also make parents or carers feel quite anxious um, about feeding. Um, Gagging can and will happen during weaning, um, and not just with finger foods actually. We often think about finger foods being the the culprit of causing gagging or being more of a choking risk. Um, But your your baby can also gag on lumpy foods that you feed from the spoon. Um, And actually, you know, we, we probably do see it happen more often with finger foods, but it is compared completely normal for your baby to gag on food um it's a, a a very normal part of feeding but and quite rightly so like I say this can put the fear of God into us as parents so in this episode I'm going to talk to you all about what a finger food is um the best finger foods to try with your little ones um and how to offer those finger foods safely but I'm also going to explain what exactly is happening when your baby gags on a food um I'm going to explain why that's completely normal and what to do about it. So let's start with what is a finger food? Well finger foods are pieces of food that are roughly the length of an adult's index finger and your baby will reach out and grab hold of that piece of food um, and they'll hold it in their fist so they use their fist grip their palmer grip to pick up that piece of food and um, it's as I say about the length of an adult in index finger so there'll be a little bit of food poking out the top of that fist and that's what your baby will they'll put it to their mouth and they'll bite and they'll chomp and they'll chew on that bit of food that's poking out the top 
Um, and finger foods are a great way, as I say, to encourage independence in eating, um, to encourage those fine motor skills as well so that they can practice handling foods and also to practice those chewing skills as well and those feeding skills. It's absolutely fine to introduce finger foods from around about six months. So um, as soon as you start weaning, really, if you're starting around about six months, finger foods are a perfectly acceptable first food. Um, and in terms of what you need to look out for when you're offering finger foods it's best to make sure that the texture of those foods are soft and easy for your baby to be able to bite and to chew so even if your baby has no teeth um you can still offer finger foods many babies won't have teeth till much later on in the weaning journey um but it's still absolutely fine to offer finger foods so your baby's gums even if the the teeth haven't cut through yet your baby's gums will still be really quite hard which you'll know if you're breastfeeding um and you know even if you just put your finger into your baby's mouth if they chomp down on it you can tell that their gums are really really hard and that's because the teeth are just sitting behind the surface of that gum so they're there and they're ready to start um, erupting um through the surface of the gum so their gums are hard enough to be able to cope with soft finger feeds and that's often a question i get asked you know i would really like to start trying with finger feeds but um, my baby hasn't got any teeth yet it's absolutely fine to still offer them finger feeds um and just think about that texture of the finger feeds you want to make sure that the texture of the food is soft enough that your baby can easily bite through with their gum Um, and you can practice that if you take a, a finger between if you take a finger food between your thumb and your forefinger and if you can easily sort of squish it apart and it breaks, then that's a good texture. What you don't want is the texture to be so soft that as soon as your baby picks up the finger food, it all just falls apart into mush. And then it's very difficult for them to handle. So it's it's trying to, to cook your foods. If you were doing something like broccoli florets or cauliflower florets to begin with, um, those sort of textures and, and sizes actually can be really great for finger food. So you would have a, a florette of broccoli or cauliflower with a long stalk and that would be what they would grasp hold of and then you've got the head of that florette poking out the top of their fist grip um and you want the texture of that head of the florette to be soft enough that your baby can just kind of gnaw and chew and and have a go at gumming down the top of that broccoli um and they'll be able to get pieces off and swallow it down so when you um try with your thumb and your forefinger on the head of that broccoli you should just be able to break bits off fairly easily with your your fingers um what you don't want is the whole floretta fall apart as soon as they pick it up so hopefully that that gives you some idea about the, the sort of texture that you're looking for um it's a good idea to kind of make sure you're removing any skin of vegetables or fruits or pips or seeds or any stringy bits um so if you were doing something like potato i would peel the potato first chop it up into kind of finger shaped length sticks um for your baby and then boil or steam it so it's soft enough so you've got that texture they can bite through with their gums um and so we've talked about some examples but you know thinking back to what those first suitable foods are during weaning we want to focus on on the vegetables particularly if we can so i've already mentioned broccoli and cauliflower florets being a really great one um avocado is another really good one and actually if you've got a a nice ripe avocado 
not super mushy but is that texture that will stay in a finger food form but you can easily break bits off the top with your thumb and your forefinger that's a great first finger food and doesn't need any kind of preparation um you could also do things like courgette runner beans green peppers green beans all of those foods make really great finger foods and again just making sure that everything is cooked or prepared in a way that it, the texture is soft enough for your baby to be able to gum it down um, so lots of really great kind of green vegetables that are ideal for those first stages of weaning that you can offer as finger foods to your little one and then once you've got those very savory or bitter flavors under your belt for those first couple of weeks of weaning you can progress onto all sorts of other foods um, you know things like potato sweet potato carrots so some of the slightly sweeter vegetables you might like to start to introduce or fruits as well but also thinking about those iron rich foods that are really important um, quite early on in that weaning process it's still perfectly possible to get a really good balance of foods um, through finger foods and remember as well that you don't have to do finger foods exclusively Um, if you listen to our previous episode of this podcast um, we talked about the difference between baby led weaning and more of the conventional style of weaning and there is no right or wrong so if you wanted to do finger foods alongside some mashed foods that's absolutely fine and some parents find that an easier way to make sure that they're getting a balance of nutrients Um, but also you know things like slow cooked lamb or beef or pork are all really really great foods um, for finger foods as well and slow cooking them just means they're a bit more tender so the texture is a bit easier for your baby um you know things like roast chicken as well really nice kind of soft texture um removing any skin making sure there's no bones in the meat the same with fish fish can be a really good finger food it can kind of flake apart if you think about something like um a salmon fillet you can cut it into a finger and it can be quite flaky um but again just making sure there's no bones in there it can be perfectly possible to offer that as a finger food or certainly once your baby has developed a bit more of a pincer grip and that comes a little bit later after that that fist grip um, they will soon be able to pick things up between their thumb and their forefinger Um, so that might be more kind of stage two or stage three weaning but that again brings a lot more variety to what you can offer them and they can pick up flakes of fish they could pick up um, grated cheese they could pick up um, things like squashed butter beans or squashed chickpeas I say squashed just because it makes them a bit flatter rather than round Um, so it's that's a better a way to prepare those foods to avoid the risk of choking um, but there's lots of variety that you can bring in with finger foods as you progress through the weaning journey and it's important just to think about foods from different food groups um, toast is a great one as well um, and actually toast is really versatile so if you just lightly toast some bread um, so it's got a little bit of crisp but it's not super hard um, you can add all sorts of different toppings to that toast to bring bring in variety and bring in nutrients so you know um, it could be that you add um, some mashed avocado on the toast it could be full fat cream cheese you could also do nut butters so something like a smooth peanut butter or a smooth almond butter or smooth cashew nut butter you could do something like a bean pate or hummus 
Um, all of those foods are perfectly suitable to offer your little ones. If you're doing something like hummus, you might want to see if you can make it yourself at home to eliminate the salt. But if you can't make it at home, there is a little bit of added salt in shop-bought hummus. But actually, because of the other nutrients it provides, it's still a really valuable food for your baby. Um, so all of those things are really great, really easy to spread on toast and a great way of getting, again, you know, some of more of those vegetarian sources of iron. Um, Omelette fingers are another good one or cooked pasta. So something like penne pasta or rigatoni pasta is a great shape and size for your baby to be able to handle and feed themselves as part of a finger food. So there is a lot of versatility with finger foods um, and you can really explore um, all sorts of different finger foods that you feel are right for your baby and that you want your baby to try. And, you know, the beauty of it is that once they get very well practiced with finger foods, they will be able to adapt to lots of different textures. Um, You know, by offering finger foods, you're really giving them the chance to practice a lot of these very complex feeding skills uh, that are necessary for feeding. And that's going to put them in really good stead for, for eating foods later on. So I've talked a little bit about the texture of finger foods and given some examples of, of, of how to make sure you can test that texture so it's soft enough. But I think it also is also important to mention the size of foods um, to try and make sure that you've got some reassurance that it's an appropriate and safe size for your baby when you're offering finger foods. Now, if you think about your baby's windpipe, it's actually the roughly the diameter of a, a drinking straw. So it's really quite narrow. And so actually with your finger foods, sometimes the bigger, the better. So the bigger the finger food, um, the less likely it is to slip in into the windpipe and cause a, a blockage and therefore a choking risk. Um, with things like blueberries, whole blueberries or whole grapes, those types of, of size could be... Um, enough to fit into that windpipe so it blocks it and causes a choking risk and that's why we hear a lot about cutting get grapes into quarters for little ones um, and squishing the blueberries so what you're doing there is you're changing the shape of it um, so it's flatter and therefore less likely to completely block that airway and cause a choking risk. Um, And, you know, also that's why things like um, popcorn or whole or broken nuts or, um, you know, hot dogs as well, um, that sort of very round shape that could completely block the airway are best to avoid. But just by cutting the foods differently, we can reduce that choking risk. Um, So you can cut them into slimmer shapes, just like with, with grapes cutting them into quarters um, or you could also cut finger foods into a slim shape something like um, a toast soldier so when you cut your toast up into soldiers because it's flatter but long that's a great finger food shape because it's not round and chunky um, and not likely to completely block the airway so as well as thinking about the texture think about how you prepare these foods and how you cut them Um, and often I like to think about carrot for for this example so when you buy um, Um, a bag of raw carrot batons from a supermarket um because they're hard they're not a great um way to to serve finger foods to your little ones anyway we would want to cook those first but also those batons although they're cubed and not round could be that sort of shape to um 
block the airway. So um, by just cutting them slightly differently, so by perhaps cutting them into a, a, a wider but flatter finger food, not so wobbly that it, it's hard for your, um, or not so thin that it's hard for your baby to pick up because it's too wobbly, but just enough so that it kind of still stands up as a finger food. But it's a, a sort of a slimmer, wider and longer finger food. And actually with finger foods, sometimes the bigger the better, which is why something like a broccoli florette or a cauliflower florette are are great first finger foods to start with because your baby will be able to gum down some of the soft um, head of that florette but it's not going to be that size that can can slip down into their um, their windpipe and cause a choking risk so do think about the sizes um, of these foods as well as the texture that we've talked about um And this brings me on nicely to talk a little bit about gagging, um, which is a big topic when it comes to finger foods. Um, Now, I think it's important to say that in order to learn to eat successfully, uh, babies and children, they need to develop a really wide range of oral motor movements. It's a really complicated skill, feeding. It's something that they don't know how to do without practice. So by offering them finger foods, we are giving them the tools to practice these skills. So it's a really important thing to do and actually in one of the earlier podcasts I recorded about first textures I talked in much more detail about some of these specific oral motor movements that are needed for feeding so if you'd like to go and have a listen to that podcast I would really encourage you to do it just to try and think about what's going on physically for your baby as they learn to eat and as they they learn these very complicated skills it does require a lot of practice and it it will require a lot of exposure to a variety of foods and a variety of textures and the gag reflex is part of that journey now the gag reflex is actually kind of more of a an evolutionary reflex if you like so it's designed to stop us from swallowing items that could potentially be harmful so objects that might cause us to choke so it's actually a really clever really protective mechanism or reflex and um, from birth the gag reflex is triggered much further forward in the mouth compared to older children or compared to adults and again you know that is very specifically designed to stop babies from from choking Um, and what happens is this gag reflex will gradually move further and further back in the mouth following exposure to food and also by kind of um, not just foods but by objects as well so if your baby has got some teethers particularly kind of long teethers um toothbrushes that sort of thing if they are mouthing on those those teethers or those toothbrushes that can be a really good way to actually activate the gag reflex um and that exposure will help the gag reflex to diminish a little bit um but gagging during weaning is completely normal what you're doing there is you're triggering triggering that gag reflex that protective mechanism that is there and your baby's body is doing what it's supposed to do um gagging is very different to choking um and gagging isn't something that you necessarily need to worry about i know it doesn't look nice and it maybe doesn't sound like nice and it can be quite scary to see as a parent but gagging is really normal and it is just this protective mechanism kicking in remembering that 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 mechanism is quite far forward in your baby's mouth um so you are going to see that happen 
Um, and it is completely normal. Your baby is doing what it is supposed to do when it is exposed to foods um, that, that hit that gag reflex. The body will just kick in and it will thrust that food forward in the mouth, basically. So what the body is working to move that food further away from the airways. Um, and some babies might have a heightened gag reflex. So you might see the gag reflex kicking in very frequently when they're eating, not just with finger foods, but with some mashed or lumpy foods too. And remember that that gag reflex will diminish in time. And the best way to help that gag reflex move further back in the mouth is with continued exposure to a variety of foods and a variety of textures. And like I say, also toys and teethers and toothbrushes as well. All of that is going to help to desensitise your baby's mouth to, to lumps a little and help that gag reflex move further back. It won't necessarily go away just with time. You do need that exposure. So, you know, some parents will say to me, well, I'm just, I'm too frightened of them gagging or choking and I don't want to offer any finger foods until they've outgrown that gag reflex. But actually that's not necessarily going to happen because the gag reflex will diminish with exposure rather than purely with time. So that exposure is important um, and it's a case of trying to, I know it's very difficult, but try to stay calm if your baby gags um, and reassure yourself that their body is doing what it's supposed to do. It's, it's Something has triggered their gag reflex and they, and they know what to do to get that food further forward in their mouth. So when your baby gags, you might notice that they become quite flushed in the face. Um, they might make noises as well, not always, but usually there's some sort of noise with um, that gagging as they work it out and they thrust that food forward. So you might sort of hear kind of spluttering noises or or kind of noises where they're really trying to work it out. Um, try, as I say, not to be too alarmed. It's really normal and it's a very good sign that their body is doing what it's supposed to do. Um, if you can, stay calm. Try to avoid intervening unless it's absolutely necessary um, but they might look at you for reassurance so actually some eye contact smiling at them and just watch them really closely as they try to work this out but reassure yourself that if they are looking quite flushed in the face and if they're making some noises um, their eyes might water a little bit and sometimes babies might vomit with gagging as well all of these things are really normal part of the gag reflex doing what it's supposed to be doing and actually what will happen is your baby will very quickly realize that next time they can't just try and swallow that food down or they need to do something with that food first beforehand so that's where that sort of that learn and that cause and effect um pattern comes in and your baby will um learn to to chew that food first before they swallow it down there's a difference between gagging and choking um, and so if your baby is choking on a food it means that the food has has blocked the airway um, and they're not getting any air so what you will notice instead of that very flushed and kind of maybe slightly noisy gag reflex you might notice that your baby is, is silent there's usually no noise at all with choking um, and they might be losing colour and starting to turn blue and if you're no seen that it's really important that you seek medical attention very quickly um, there's quite a useful phrase that might help you to remember the difference between gagging and choking and that is loud and red go ahead so if they're making noise and they're looking flushed in the face go ahead silent and blue they need help from you
And that's the difference. And I know that feels really scary to talk about. Um, And actually a first aid course can be a great way to help build your confidence if you're nervous about gagging and choking. And it will really give you the skills and the confidence to know what to do in each scenario. But I want to reassure you that gagging is very normal. Um, and babies are very good at working it out and usually what they'll do is they'll they'll thrust that food further forward in their mouth and then they might either spit it out and pick it up and have another go or they might just bring it further forward in their mouth enough for it not to be activating that gag reflex and then have another go with it still in their mouth so usually they're not phased by it but they will benefit from reassurance that eye contact that staying calm um with with you so try to remember that and I know in the moment that can be really difficult to do but remember that finger foods are really good fun they're a really important part of your baby's feeding journey um they're also really messy but that is also part of the fun so my advice with finger foods is to um, consider the texture and consider the size and the shape of the finger food and remember sometimes the bigger the better with finger foods because it's not small enough to get lodged in that airway Um, but also make sure that your baby is in an upright position whenever you feed them so that good supportive seating position with a straight back a 90 degree angle at the hip at the knee and the ankle joint so they've got good postural stability um, and always make sure you're with them so never leave them alone with any food and that way you've done all you can to make sure that um, you've reduced the risk of choking Um, and then just let your baby explore and have fun with those finger foods they're a really useful part of that feeding journey and will really give your your baby a chance to practice a lot of those really complex complex feeding skills so embrace the mess of finger foods and enjoy it um, and rest assured that gagging is a really normal part of it but it's a really useful part of it as well. So it's really helping to guide your baby's feeding skills Um, and get adventurous with your finger foods. Make sure you're bringing lots of variety in there um, and have lots of fun. So thank you for joining me for today's podcast all about finger foods. Please join me next time when I will be talking to you all about what the important nutrients for your baby are during weaning.